Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Welcome to Save Your Sanity Podcast. I'm Dr. Roberta Shaler. Are you living with the chaos, confusion, and uncertainty that a toxic person loves to create? Is a partner, parent, ex, sibling, child, or coworker causing you to second-guess yourself? That can be crazy-making. I'm here to help you save your sanity. So let's get down to it and figure some things out now. Stay tuned. Hello, and welcome to Save Your Sanity Livestream. I'm Dr. Roberta Shaler. I'm glad that you're here. If you've been listening to Save Your Sanity podcast, you'll know that it's all about help for toxic relationships. And I'm going to help with a few things today that are about lying. And if you've ever been with a hijackal, which I assume you have because you're listening to the podcast, you know something about being lied to. And I thought maybe some clarity around this would help because there's so much going on when we're being lied to, and we may not really realize what's up. And you know that you can always find me at forrelationshiphelp.com. And if lying is something that you're facing all the time, and it's so frustrating, it's so annoying, but it will also cause you to second guess yourself. You know, instead of saying, you're lying, you tend to say, oh, I better check, or is that true, or am I right, or am I wrong? And that's exactly what a hijackal wants you to do. They want you to question yourself, and that's not helpful. That is really not helpful, and I want to help you not get caught in that place because I want to help you with spotting liars, and I want to talk with you about the four nasty kinds of lies they tell that will, in fact, make you question your sanity. And in those moments when you start to question yourself, you are no longer questioning their truth. And that can get you really muddled, right? That can put you into a space of really being in the question, not confronting anything, not that you should. You know I tell you all the time, don't poke hijackles. It never turns out well. But you want to be self-reflective. You want to be thinking about yourself and being aware of your part in things. Absolutely, that's the healthy thing to do. But Hijackals want you to be far more concerned about being confused and being kept in chaos and uncertainty so that they have power over you. And one of the, do, one of the ways they do that is by lying to you. So we're going to look at these four nasty kinds of lies that happen and um, just know hijackals lie. They lie. And a big question is, why did they lie? Well, there's some scientific evidence to show from brain scans and EKGs and all kinds of things. Yes, some people have deficits. Yes, some people have brain differences or they could be amplified by epilepsy or ADHD or um, some kind of head trauma. But those aren't the usual. Usually it's from nature and personality influences. 
Maybe they came from a chaotic home. Maybe they had a hijackal parent. Maybe they experienced childhood neglect or childhood emotional neglect. Or maybe they had adverse childhood experiences, the ACEs that we talk about. And I have had a guest on the show before on Emotional Savvy talking about adverse childhood experiences and another expert talking about childhood emotional neglect. So you can look up Emotional Savvy Podcast and go and listen to those as well. I don't do that podcast anymore, but there's 140 episodes over there to help you. And here on Save Your Sanity, I bring some of those episodes over now and again. But I wanted to help you because these lying ways, these pathological, compulsive, strange ways that people have of needing to lie, of wanting to lie, I'm not even knowing they're lying after a while. Some of them have been doing it for so long. So I just arbitrarily decided to make it into four kinds of lying that I notice. You know, I have clients all over the world and I get to hear from different cultures, different backgrounds, all of that. And I recognize that there are these four kinds of lies that keep coming up all the time. Now, if you're experiencing that, know that you can always go to beaclient.com and you and I can talk. Beaclient.com is where we can have a one-hour introductory um, full-hour session for new clients. Because if this is something that finally you hear, feel somebody has heard you, that I have heard you, that I know what you're experiencing, I'd be really happy to talk with you about it and help you solve that problem. So we're going to talk about these crazy-making lies because they certainly um, show up all the time and they are crazy making. It's really important for us to notice that, that that's the intention. The intention is to catch you off guard. You know, there are things that happen in our brain and that will create cognitive dissonance that will disinhibit our neocortex for a minute. And that happens when someone says something and we go, eh, what? That doesn't seem to make sense. Is that right? I don't know. And you get caught in that question and they feel like they're sliding by with the lie. Have you experienced that? I certainly have. I've been around a lot of hijackals. I've told you before, I was raised by two of them and I'm an only child. How lucky could I be, right? And then, of course, you go on because you don't know any differently. You go on and have a relationship. Your first love will most often be if you come from that circumstance in your childhood, will most often be another hijackal. So you learn those things as a young adult as well. And those are hard lessons to learn. So I want to share things with you here. That's why I do this podcast, so that we can actually share those things and get to a place where we can talk about them, we can clarify things, and hope that'll help things move more smoothly for you. So the first one that I've identified is what I call the passive-aggressive lie. Now, there are people in the world who are passive-aggressive, and they're not hijackals. But one thing for sure, all hijackals are passive-aggressive got that? So there can be people who are not hijackals, who have passive-aggressive tendencies, but every hijackal is going to be passive-aggressive. So the passive-aggressive lie, that's a defensive lie. 
That's the lie that comes just so quickly because they don't want to tell the truth. They don't want to have to tell the truth. They don't want to be confronted if they tell the truth. So they try and slide by. It's told to avoid consequences, right? Did you do that? Yeah, I did. Knowing full well they didn't. And they're going to get caught later on, but they're hoping they're not. That's the passive-aggressive lie. They tell it to protect themselves, to avoid exposing their true intent or their true feelings. They just try to slip that on by there. And that's very important for us to notice. And they they do it to deflect in a conversation. They don't want to go in a particular direction. They don't want to be asked particular kinds of questions. So they use the passive aggressive lie to divert and to get you off a topic that they don't want to talk about. Is that familiar to you? Do you have experience with that? I sure do. I imagine that you do too. And rather than be direct with you, like one of the ways it really shows up, this passive aggressive lie, is if you say, will you do that for me? And a passive aggressive person doesn't want to say no. They just don't want to say no. They're not willing to face the consequences of saying no, even though that's what they want to say. That's what they intend on doing, but they don't want the consequences of that. So they push the conflict off. Hopefully it'll disappear, as I said earlier, but at least push it off to another time. Now, they won't be any more ready to cope with it a little later, but they will push it off. And that's their way of expressing resentment. Instead of confronting things straight up, they have a resentment being asked. They have a resentment that resides within them that they know they don't have the strength to say no. They don't want to communicate clearly. They're afraid of consequences. Things probably happened to them in their past. And now they're in a romantic relationship with you or a primary relationship or even a relationship at work. And they don't want to take responsibility for saying no to you. So they say yes, and then they take the consequences later. And it's part of their whole way of being of procrastination and stubbornness. So maybe you've experienced the passive aggressive lie. Have you? where you just know that they're not telling you the truth, um, but you think you should believe them because they want you to. <laughs> and yet there's some uneasiness in the way that you're receiving that and it doesn't feel right. So the passive aggressive lie is one kind of lie that, that may show up. And another kind of lie that you may experience is what I call the plausible lie. Do you know that one? It's it's where the, they tell you something that has a grain of truth in it. It's sort of embedded in the truth, but you know it's not real. <laughs> it's plausible. It could happen. It's not probable. But again, it catches you in that brain place of, is this real? Is this not real? Could it actually happen? And then if you have a history with someone of them telling you lies or being passive aggressive or being a hijackal, then you have to calibrate, am I going to 
try and and talk around this am i going to try and get straight answers or am i going to just let it stand what am i actually going to do with it and so it it produces a lot of questions and you may not be ready for those questions directly so so that's an important feature to notice um and this this whole business um i know that there are lots of questions about this and uh, i will certainly answer in the comments at the end of what i have to say here but this business about the plausible lie so important to recognize what's going on because as i said it it's possible but it's not probable but there's enough truth in it that you don't want to make a mistake and call them out on it, right? So they count on the fact that you're not going to figure it out in time. You're going to be polite. You're not going to confront them. You're going to accept what it is they're dishing out and they're going to get by with it. And it's kind of a slippery slope. Um, it provides, usually it provides information that cannot be readily verified, that cannot be checked right away. And so they get away with it. And sometimes because we don't want to confront it, we let them get away with it. Isn't that true? Sort of easier, like, oh, you got to pick your battles. That's too hard. Oh, I know they're probably not telling me the truth, but I'm just tired of arguing with them. And you get some resentment because you get resigned to being lied to. And that's a very difficult place. These plausible lies are produced by people who say, you can trust me, right? They want you to trust them and they know that they're telling you lies very confusing and if it's a person that you love you want to be able to trust them you want to give them the benefit of the doubt you want to think well maybe they're telling the truth this time or there is that grain of truth in it and maybe i'm wrong again you get with that crazy making that second guessing yourself Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe they're right. They make it sound so plausible. And that's the plausible lie. And that is a difficult one. But it's where they get you to a place where you stop questioning because they tell you these plausible lies so very frequently that you just sort of get to a place of, I don't know, <laughs> should I believe them? Should I not believe them? Is it too much effort to check up? Is it easier to just go with the lie? Because their behavior always gives them away. You know, eventually you'll find out it was a lie. But of course, with hijackles, you always have to decide whether or not you're going to speak up. Now, you know, I say this all the time. It's better for you to do your own work internally and figure out, you know, get some help. Come on over. I'll help you. Go to beaclient.com. We can talk. It's by video, wherever you are in the world. We can figure out, are you being lied to? And how do you want to respond to this? Because it's never going to be useful to say you're lying to a hijackal. 
because all that does is have them produce more lies to convince you that they're not lying, and it just escalates. Poking hijackals always ends in rage of the silent treatment. You know that. So the work that you have to do is internal to you. You're not going to change the hijackal. But I can help you work within yourself to come to places that will allow you to feel like, okay, I've got a handle on this. All right, I understand. So we've talked about the passive-aggressive lie, and now we've talked about the plausible lie. So let's talk about the third kind of lie that I identified. And that's what I call the punitive lie. This is the one they use to punish you. This is the one where they tell you things, they make comments, they demean you, they degrade you, they discount your opinion, they don't care, they make you small, they put you down, they wear you down, they tear you down, and they lie. I mean, you're probably a beautiful, wonderful, delightful human, and they're busy telling you, as my mother used to do. My mother used to say to me at least every week, if not several times a week, she would say, it's a good thing you're a smart young lady because you're fat and ugly. And I've said that on the show before. <laughs> but, you know, it caused me to wonder. After my mother passed, I actually went and looked at all her photographs and all my photographs for some evidence of fat and ugly. Now, I may be delusional, but I couldn't find evidence of fat and ugly. But for her, telling me that punitive lie would catch me off guard, make me second-guess myself, make me feel like I wasn't good enough, make me back off, maybe make me apologize to her. And you may be experiencing that too. You may have a hijackal parent, you may have a hijackal partner, a sibling, and you come to those places because the punitive lie is designed to make you small, is designed to punish you in some way or another. It's gaslighting. And you know, gaslighting is something we talk about with hijackals so frequently. Gaslighting is when someone else tries to tell you who you are what you want, what you think, what you feel, what you prefer, what you remember. They try to define your reality for you. And the punitive law, or the punitive lie rather, is a kind of gaslighting where they make up things that are negative to tell you about yourself, to punish you and make you feel small. They like to assassinate your character and they will tell the punitive lie to other people, other family members, other people in the office, other people um, outside of the relationship. That's part of what they do when the hijackals create a smear campaign. They go and tell other people dark and nasty things about you that aren't true, but it makes them look good, they think. Well, if they're never exposed, I suppose it does make them look good, but it is never a good thing for them to be doing. So they think that by telling the punitive lie, they're elevating themselves. They're making themselves more important. Then they diminish you and make themselves more important. And, you know, if they can make you wrong, they will. How many times do I talk with clients who say, can I possibly be this mistaken? No, but the hijackal has done what they wanted to do. They caused you to second guess yourself. 
And that's the ugly part of being with a hijackal among many <laughs> is they cause you to question your sanity and second guess yourself. And this whole business of lying, that's all part of it. And it's horrible to be with somebody that you love or have loved or want to love and know that they are not being honest with you. I know it really hurts to think that that's not possible, but you really have to wake up and smell the herbal tea. They're going to lie. They're going to lie because they need to feel superior to you. They need to feel they have control and power over you. And lying is part of what they do. So we've talked about the passive-aggressive lie and the plausible lie and the punitive lie, but now the big one, the pathological lie. Okay, so we get these words, compulsive liars and pathological liars, and they're not all that much different, except in their intent. Compulsive liars, they don't have much control over it. They lie about everything. You know, they will lie just as a matter of course. It's not that they're being uh, manipulative or anything. They just lie. They don't feel good about themselves. They don't feel their reality is, is adequate. And so they make up lies. It's habitual. They don't have a real goal in doing it, but they can't and they don't and they won't stop. It's just what they do. And they, they usually... They usually lie to people they know, but they also lie to people they don't know. They just simply lie. They make up things. It's a habit. But a pathological liar has a little bit difference. It's an intention to be deceitful and dishonest. It, it's an empathy issue. They don't have any empathy for you. They only want to make themselves look superior. And so that lack of care for other people um, causes them to lie, to manipulate, to get what they want. And what they want may just be to make you feel bad for a moment. They'll just lie to you with that smirk on their face. You know, I call it the hijackal smirk. And, and I did do an episode a little while ago about the narcissistic smirk of contempt. So if that's something you're familiar with, you might want to go back and listen to that episode. And they just do it in order to watch your face to make sure that they made you feel badly. Have you had that happen? They just push it like they're looking at you to say, okay, gotcha. You feel badly now. That's good. And this is pathological lying. And they tend to believe their lies. They do. Um, they're, they're, they use them in ways, you know, they will tell enough plausible lies to create a scenario and then their pathological lying will kick in and they will then embellish on that. Some of them like to talk a whole lot. They get dramatic and all, but hijackals, true hijackals, they tend to be quite clear and concise. They, they just don't give you a whole lot of details, but they give you a whole lot of attitude. Like, don't you dare question what I'm saying. Whereas compulsive liars, they'll juice it up and give you drama and give you a bunch of details. And you're sitting there going, no, that never happened. That's impossible. That's ridiculous. And you start kind of giggling internally 
because it's so out there. You know that it's not true. But with a pathological liar, like, oh, it's like they've got your number and they're going to dig right deep into your psyche and they're going to dare you to question them. It's so difficult. And these lies are intended so the liar will get what they want. Now, one thing, of course, the hijackal, the major thing they want is control and power over you. But all liars want what they want. That's what they're doing. And compulsive liars, they just want to look good in the moment. Well, hijackals have to win in the moment, so they don't care about looking good. They care about winning. But compulsive liars, they will lie. They will say things just because, you know, because they want to look good. They want to feel good <laughs> in the moment. And, um, and that will catch you. But, oh my goodness, I've lost my ability to see what's going on here. Um, so I will just keep going. Um, there we go. Um, so they, they, they want to make you believe something. They absolutely want to. They spin the tail. They put in enough facts to make you believe it. They catch you into their drama. And then they hope that that will sustain, that you will be confused or that you will truly believe them. And then you will act on the lies. And then you will become complicit in the story that they started to concoct and now you've bought into it and then they'll turn around and make you wrong. Have you had that experience? Because that's what hijackals do. And there's differences between the way people lie. And if we were to look at honest personality disorders, which unless you are in the mental health profession, you're not going to be able to diagnose, but there are differences between people who have uh, antisocial behaviors like sociopathy or psychopathy. And <clears throat> the sociopathic lies are impulsive and they're disturbed and they're kind of unhinged and they come in the moment and they don't make a whole lot of sense, but they go for the win in the moment where the psychopathic one is going to be cold and calculating. And those are the ones that are more likely to turn on the charm um, with a very cold and calculating edge. So pathological liars like to make themselves the hero of the story. Or if they happen to be covert hijackals, they like to make themselves the victim of the story. The poor me. Ain't it awful? Nobody ever treats me fairly. Nobody cares what I want. Always remember there are those two sides to hijackals. There are the arrogant, superior, do what I say and I will run the show ones. And then there are the covert ones who are there trying to be pathetic and trying to pretend that they are always the victim and they never get what they want. And they are equal kinds of hijackals. So it's very important to see both sides of those. And their self-interest, hijackal self-interest will always feed the dishonesty. Whatever it is they want, is more important than telling the truth. And that's a big deal. And they will inflate emotions to hook you. They want to hook your empathy. So they will inflate emotions. They will play on your last nerve, on your last feeling, on your hope. They will play on your sympathy. They will play on your empathy. All of those things. And they will lie even if they don't really want something. 
they will just lie to have that control and power over you. And that's when you'll see that narcissistic smirk of contempt. Like, gotcha. You know, that look that they can do. Hope I can't do it. <laughs> but that look that they do. And, you know, they've been doing it for so long that they believe their lies. They they honestly believe them. Now, this ones with a psychopathic bent, they will turn the story to their advantage at any time. They're very aware of what they're doing. But most liars believe their lies. They can get very confused in their lies over time. And they will say that they didn't tell you a lie. Even if you have it on tape, you'll say, I... You said this yesterday. No, I didn't. You must be mistaken. They can't even own that. They won't own that because that would mean that they're at fault. And of course, they're never at fault. Hijackles are always flawless and right. Have you noticed that? <laughs> Absolutely flawless and right. Now, pathological liars often lose mastery over their lies. And after a while, it starts to catch up with them. And they hate that. And the more it catches up with them, the more that they deny their lies and the more that they spin things. And when they can't spin it, they blame other people for it. And that's what pathological liars do. That's what hijackals do. You see that. You see it in various places. You can even see it on television. They will do that. And they will do it repeatedly. And when they cannot explain away their lies and when they cannot uh, take it full of, um, responsibility for their lies or be accountable, which they never will, they turn it and spin it and make it someone else's fault or they distract and deflect from the lie. So these are very important things for us to recognize about liars and hijackal liars. Hijackals, you know, is my trademark term because most people are not mental health professionals. So it's not great to go around telling people they have a personality disorder. But hijackals are people who hijack relationships for their own purposes and then relentlessly scavenge them for power, status, and control. So very important pieces of learning to recognize how this whole business happens. And if you want to find more of those podcast episodes that I mentioned, go to saveyoursanitypodcast.com. And there are 150 episodes there for you to enjoy. There'll be something that will answer a question that you may have. And if I can help you further, or you'd like to talk to me, go to forrelationshiphelp.com. I want to remind you to be very good to yourself because you matter, you are special, and you deserve to be treated well. Thank you for joining me on the Save Your Sanity podcast today. I hope you've had some new insights, some ideas and strategies to help you gain clarity and confidence for moving forward toward greater emotional health and safety. You deserve that, and so do your children. If you found value here and would like to support this podcast with a dollar or five each month, please do so at patreon.com slash saveyoursanity. Learn more about how to work with me via video conference, join my optimized circles, or subscribe to this podcast on my YouTube channel at my website, transformingrelationship.com. Talk soon.